Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sojourn College podcast where we engage in God's Word in a way that transforms us. My name is Kyle, and I will be continuing our fall series through the Psalms, and I will be reading and reflecting on Psalm 77 this morning. And so uh, let me pray, and then we will get started just in a time of meditation and reflection on God's Word. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus, and we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would open our eyes, that you would illuminate our hearts and our minds, uh, just reveal yourself to us through your word. May you use this psalm uh, just wherever we are at to speak to us, Lord, to help us view our circumstances rightly in light of who you say you are. Um, Lord, just give us the boldness and the strength to acknowledge how we're feeling uh, in this moment. Um, and would you just redirect our thoughts and our hearts and our minds uh, onto you and onto your truth. Um, God, I just pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So uh, let me go ahead and read Psalm 77. I chose this psalm just because it's been one of my favorite recently. I just love this kind of clear division, which we're going to see and talk about in a second, uh, between just this honest crying out to the Lord and then this remembrance of God and his faithfulness. So let me go ahead and read it and we will dive right in. It says this, I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. Will the Lord spurn me forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You, with your arm, redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled, the clouds poured out water, the skies gave forth thunder, your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind, your lightnings lighted up the world, and the earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Amen. So this psalm in particular, uh, we don't exactly know. I just want to give you some context. We don't really know exactly when it was written. Uh, it was written by Asaph. Um, and really, within the psalm, we, we can't exactly tell uh, the circumstances that they were in, uh, other than the fact that this is just this community lament. There's a lot of I language, and, and I think it's acknowledging that like 
individuals are a part of a community. But the, the, this song was sung collectively as this community lament to just this whatever situation is going on, whatever general just deep-seated brokenness uh, is is in front of them. They're lamenting individually as members of a community that is lamenting as a whole. And so I love the way this psalm is split up into two sections, and so I want to talk about it in these two sections. Uh, first, verses 1 through 9, which is this this lament, this, this crying out to God, the, these honest questions, just asking God where he is. And the movement from that to the second half of the psalm, verses 10 through 20, which outline um, just a remembrance, a, a calling back to mind as a community to the faithfulness of God, ultimately in this uh, paramount act of God's salvation for them as a people, the Exodus. And so let's just start off with verses uh, 1 through 9. Um which are this this lament, this crying out. And I think if we can take anything from this section, I would want you to get this, these first nine verses, is that God can take your questions. Like that genuine prayer must be honestly oriented towards God, right? I think a lot of times we can complain to people in our lives but we're not willing to complain to God in prayer. And I think as we look at this psalm, that the psalmist and the people who would be singing this song are honestly crying aloud. They're honestly, they are complaining. They are absolutely complaining to God about their situation. But notice this, they're not just complaining to the universe. They're not just complaining to the air. They're not complaining to one another they are complaining, their complaint, their, their cry aloud, their lament is directed to God. And, and it leads to these legitimate questions that I think if we're honest, like these are brutally honest questions. And I, I think sadly, we've lost this ability to be honest with God in prayer. And I think if anything, the Holy Spirit is like teaching us through his word, through these Psalms that like God can take our honesty. And actually it is in those moments of brutal honesty, when we open ourselves up fully to God to express fully how we are feeling, that we open ourselves up to actually receive what God might have for us. That it's in those moments of honesty that we can actually come to see things as they truly are and and, and come to receive healing maybe for that situation from God. And so we see these brutally honest questions like, has the steadfast love of the Lord forever ceased? And I mean, sometimes I read this, I'm like, are they exaggerating? Like this is, this seems to be very, just exaggerative. And he says, has God forgotten his to be gracious? Like, did God simply forget that he's supposed to be gracious? Because my present, because they're saying our present situation does not reflect, does not seem to reflect a God who is loving and gracious and a God who keeps his promises. Because ev- the, the evidence before us, if you will, does not lead us to draw that conclusion that God is faithful whatever's going on around me does not lead me to actually believe right now that God is gracious towards me, that God loves me. And so I think the first thing I want to point out in this Psalm that I think we can learn that God is teaching us through his word is that genuine prayer is, is honest 
prayer and that God can take our questions. That God can take our questions and God can handle our complaints. And and if you really want to, to handle your complaints and, and your questions rightly, then bring them specifically to God. And then we see this next movement, which I think is, is this the most important transition here. It's not just bringing our complaints before God, but also he, he makes this appeal. In verse 10, he says, Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. And so he's saying individually and as a community, we will appeal to, we will remember, we will point back to what we know to be true. Like, like we don't, our, our situation, our present circumstance is confusing and we can't see clearly what's going on here. But let me look back to what I know to be true. Let me look back to what I know is clear. And he looks back and he remembers the Lord, specifically what he has done for the people. And he looks back to the Exodus, to their slavery, to, to, to God's redemptive work to save them to save them as a people, right? And so he says, you know, I will ponder the work of the Lord. I will meditate. I will reflect on the goodness of God. I will reflect on the fact that God is holy and he is righteous, that he is wise, that he is infinitely above me and that his ways are higher than my ways. And ultimately in in verse 19, he says, your way is through the sea. And the reality is I I can't imagine that the people of Israel uh, in captivity, escaping, and, and God, you know, declaring those judgments against uh, Pharaoh and the people of Israel, or in the people of Egypt, and God delivering them out of Egypt. I, I'm sure that they did not think that their way was through the sea, that their way of deliverance was was going to be through the parting of the Red Sea. Yet God took this seemingly bleak situation and made it the one one of the most beautiful acts of redemption with this beautiful symbolism of, of them passing this, this real event that reflects and points to, ultimately, to Jesus, right? This, this parting of the Red Sea almost resembles this baptism to come, right? Where we're, we're dying with Christ and we're coming out on the other side with new life. So your way is through the sea, your path through great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. And so, so many times in our present situation, God's footprints are unseen, right? And he says, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. So ultimately God was working in and through his people, through his leaders, also through Moses and Aaron, God was working his redemptive plan, even when the people couldn't see it. And I think this, the the last half of this Psalm is an invitation for us to remember and reflect on who our God is, what he's already done, things that are secure in the past, and to allow that to give us confidence and trust and faith to move us forward, even when we can't see clearly God's footprints, even when we can't clearly see where God is leading us. But it is an invitation to trust and remember and reflect on what God has already accomplished, that all his promises are yes and amen in Jesus. And may that drive us to confidence and faith uh, as we navigate these confusing situations, whatever circumstance you might be going through, um, that we can be honest with where we're at, and that we can move forward in faith and confidence as we reflect back on the faithfulness and love of our God. 
And of course, we clearly, I want to emphasize, we clearly see this for us as believers in Jesus. In the fact that God humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross, that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us, that he, his way for us was through death, that he went through death then into resurrection life so that we could, by entering through death, enter into new life with him. So may we look to Jesus, may we remember God's faithfulness, and may that reflection on God's faithfulness in Jesus allow us to face our unknown and unseen and confusing situations uh, with confidence and trust in our good and righteous God. So let me pray for us, and then uh, we will close. Father, we just come before you, and God, we just want to thank you for uh, the Psalms. We want to thank you, Holy Spirit, for for inspiring these authors uh, to write honestly. Lord, we thank you for the for the honesty of the Psalms, um, and Lord, your invita- invitation for us to be honest with you, to bring our genuine hurt and our pain and just the weight of our emotions and our confusion with our circumstances, that we can bring these things before you. Um, and that also we can remember and reflect back on concrete examples of your faithfulness and your goodness. And we see this ultimately in Jesus. May you remind us of your gospel. May we preach the gospel to ourselves daily and remember your faithfulness and your love. Um, and may you give us trust uh, in faith to move forward in our uh, troubling circumstances. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all for listening. um, And I hope that this episode was encouraging to you uh, with whatever you're going through. And uh, we hope uh, that this series continues to encourage you and help you pray through and read through the Psalms well. Um, So you've been listening to the Sojourn College podcast where we engage in God's word in a way that transforms us. We'll see y'all.